You're listening to Being Jim Davis. It might be Garfield, it might be snow, it might be Garfield in the snow. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. And my name is John Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. John, today is Saturday, rounding out the week in excellent style. Saturday, the 26th of August, 1978. What better way to start the day than to read a Garfield strip, the 69th ever. John, 69, a famously humorous number. And since that was a rhetorical question, I assume that I do not need to answer it. And Please so I won't. do not. Well, instead, I guess I'll give a synopsis of this comic strip. Yeah, what happens in today's strip, John? Chris, in today's strip, Garfield is reunited with an old friend. Lyman comes back? <laughs> That's At right, long kids. last, John. At long last. The return, the return of, of Lyman. Jo- Lyman. No, it's, 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 been, it's, been, it's been three long episodes it is since well we known last that, seen that Lyman. Gar- Garfield has no respect for Lyman or anything he does. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> no, we, I, think, I think astute listeners uh, know the friend to which we are referring. John, John, can I stop you right there? Mm. Do we have any other kind of listener than astute? listeners uh, uh, no i'm pretty sure that's the only kind yeah if you're yeah. tuning into this podcast you've demonstrated that you're one of the elite few yeah you're like you're one in the of know the, one of the astutest yeah too true hmm. uh so who so, are we talking about all right well um i mean it's garfield so i mean it's pretty obvious okay do we Panel really need one. to get into it Panel one, John. Panel one starts off, we are right in the heart of the action. Garfield appears to be on a counter or a tabletop. He is leaping into the air and towards his right. He appears to be pouncing with joy. The expression on his face, he's excited. He's, and he's leaping into some sort of rimmed pan, square rimmed pan. A pan, would you like say? An, an oven pan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, from this this panel, judging from this panel alone, could be a litter box, we don't know. Or as Garfield <laughs> refers to it, a sandbox. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, Garfield but, I is mean, very... Go ahead. With that expression on his face, it's not going to be a sandbox. Unlikely, unlikely. No, he's... he's I mean, look... I've 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 seen cats use a litter box before. They're usually not that excited. No, no, no. They're pretty blasé about it. Yeah. Um. But he. Yeah. I, I like. I actually like the art in this panel. I like how mm-hmm. he's. Uh, you know, in midair and he's like sort of vaulting into the the pan. Yeah, I like that Jim Davis has mm-hmm. dropped us in in the middle of the action. He mm-hmm. he does that sometimes. Um, and it's usually it, it's usually a harbinger of good things to come. It means he's got a yeah, lot well, a lot of it, stuff to get through, and he's just bam, he's going to start you right off there. It's a classic rule of writing fiction that you you want to start as close to the end as possible. Mm, so true. Certainly doing that here, unlike yesterday, <laughs> unlike virtually every other strip. 
just to remind you yesterday's strip, in case you forgot, Chris, basically uh-huh. nothing happened. <laughs> no, he, in yesterday's strip, John, I know you Jim, wanted to be reminded of that strip, Jim. In yesterday's strip, Jim Davis started so close to the end that he had actually passed it. <laughs> if you had seen what happened before panel one, actually, that that would have been interesting if it had started with the third panel. <laughs> Garfield's just like hunched over like that, and you're like, why is he doing that? I don't know. But we're not here to talk about August 25th. We're here to talk about August 26th. Right? Did I get that right? That we are. That we are. August 26th, 1978. So in panel two, Garfield um, lands in the pan Mm -hmm. with a a rock. A delightful onomatopoeia. Splooch. Yeah. Face down, like basically <laughs> face plants. Face down in this pan. And John, it's, I think it's worth pointing out, Garfield and the pan, roughly the same size. Like, like he essentially fills the pan with it's, his body. It's the same size as, as his bed. Yeah. Um, and in fact, but for the, uh, like the way the edges are modeled, uh, that could be his bed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to panel three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay, panel three. Garfield is basically exactly the same position. The camera has zoomed out some. We see Garfield at, to the left, still face down in the pan, his tail moving slightly. No other indications of life. <laughs> like, there are no motion lines around Garfield's head. Yeah, his as tail if is a wag. Yeah. But, but, yeah, the rest of them, absolutely still. To the right, uh, John Arbuckle, fork in hand, dinner plate to his side. Oh, John, is that, you think that's a fork? I think it is. Looks It looks like a razor to me. Why would he be holding a razor? I don't know. It just looks like a razor because it's got a red handle. I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's at the dinner table. He's got a plate of food sitting there. He's got... How do we, I hate to spoil you don't know this food. That could be it. Could be I shaving hate, cream. I hate to spoil this, listeners. You don't know those a are pan mashed of potatoes. lasagna. A pan of lasagna to the left, which Garfield has jumped into. Like, I guess it could be a razor, but it looks like a fork, and fork makes sense in context. Yeah, no, I, it's a fork. I'm just saying it's. I mean, not, it's not John, very well depicted. John Arbuckle is a human. He understands the appropriate use of silverware. And yet, there are some weird things about this. Well, just to finish it off, Mm -hmm. John is speaking to Garfield and he says, help yourself to the lasagna, Garfield. Yeah, and he's sort of, he's not angry or anything. He's just like, ugh, again. He's blasé. Yeah. There's some problems with this strip. Are there? Number one. Mm-hmm. The art wait, wait, panel. How one. many? How many? How many problems are there? I uh, like to know in advance. <laughs> I have two problems. Okay. Okay. Carry Number on. one: the art in panel one uh-huh. gives no indication that the lasagna pan actually contains lasagna. That is true. It does it look empty. Basically, in looks panel empty. One. Like you, we can see <laughs> over the over the edge. Like, and if there's lasagna in there, it's like it's either half eaten or it mm-hmm. like you know doesn't come up all the way to the top. So. That's number it, one. That's a good point. That's a, um, that's a fair point. I, also, there's no steam. Mm-hmm. And it, mm. and this, 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 
you know, like this part is, is the part that really bothers me. There's no trivet. There's no what? There's no trivet. What's a, what's a trivet? It's a, a whoa, really? It's what's a thing a, you a, put on the table under um, that you can put a pan on top of. Like oh, I just use table. like a pot holder. What am, what am I? What am I? What a fucking you, billionaire, fucking, John? What, 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 are you, what are you? A savage? What? I I'm not made of money. I'm not going out to sur le table and 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 you know throwing down my hard-earned money for a trivet. I'm okay, just gonna okay. Use, I'm just right. gonna use a I'm gonna use a potholder. Okay. I've already got the potholders. I use the okay. potholders to carry the pan over to the table. Why not just slip one under there? I feel like you're missing the point here. The point is that if this is a okay. hot pan okay. of, of you lasagna, you make more money than I do. That's fine. All right, but my other point is that he he's gonna ruin his table like this unless unless it's leftover and it's not heated up or something or I don't know the whole thing it, is it could the, be an aluminum table the walls of reality like the the entire fiction around this this strip has just come crashing down because it makes no sense I mean that I the table could be some kind of heat proof material no it gets worse because if you look at panel three I'm looking at panel this is my number now. two John I thought the clearly, trivet was number two what I thought the trivet was number two no that was all part of the lasagna in, in panel one okay so the empty pan was number like one, 1. number a. one is it looks like the pan like the the pan is weird I guess is number one <laughs> I mean, is it as weird because as the it numbering system of these points? There's no stream, there's no steam, and, and it doesn't have a trivet. Okay. Number two, John clearly has a plate full of green peas and mashed potatoes. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Unless you want to tell me that what I'm calling mashed potatoes is our lasagna. No, it's like, definitely mashed potatoes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. So... Either John made the lasagna just for Garfield, which seems <laughs> implausible given what we know. Uh, yeah. Or the lasagna is like dessert. It could be a second course. Or second course. But that's, in my, I mean, that's unusual for a single guy to plan out like an elaborate, like multi-course meal. I mean, it's also, yeah. I, I mean, that's a lot of food. Yeah. If he's going to eat is, a plate of peas and potatoes. It's completely full of peas and potatoes. Followed by a big pan of lasagna. <clears throat> Cold lasagna, apparently. Yeah. But the fact, the, I mean, if he <coughs> made the lasagna for Garfield, then the whole joke is a non-joke. Like, if the lasagna was for Garfield, then what's the, why would he be like, oh, help yourself to the lasagna? You, it, yeah. Maybe I'm, he's not. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and call this problem number three. Maybe we're, maybe we're reading this wrong. I don't maybe know he's, maybe how he's not, we're supposed to read John's line. Maybe he's not being sarcastic at all. That's, I, maybe, so I wrote down, I wrote, I wrote, I'm not sure how to read John's line. Is it sarcastic or sincere yet irritated? And I think the second option is definitely funnier, but it still doesn't make much sense. I mean, there's an obvious, there's an obvious uh, escape hatch here for this this logical conundrum. Escape, escape clause. There's an escape clause to this 
No, I'm going to go with hatch. We're stuck in this logical conundrum, John, and I think there's an obvious escape hatch. Who did John Arbuckle make the lasagna for? His friend and housemate, Lyman. Oh, see, that's, that is not plausible to me at all. That's even less plausible to me. Could have been. How do we know John Arbuckle made the lasagna? Maybe that was Lyman's lasagna that Lyman made. Oh, now, Steve, now you're getting somewhere. That would work. because we, So we've, we've established that the relationship between mm-hmm. John and Lyman is strained at this yeah, point. Yeah, it is strained. <laughs> and, and you know what? You know what? You know what? Okay, okay, John, I'm going to crack this thing wide open. <laughs> I'm going to crack this thing wide open. All right. It is a well-established ha- fact in the Arbuckle household that when you prepare a meal for yourself, you put it on the table and walk <laughs> away for an unknown reason. <laughs> that couldn't possibly be John Arbuckle's lasagna because he is sitting there in the room. <laughs> so it has to be Lyman's then, I guess. It must be Lyman's. <laughs> and John is like, John's fine with that. He's like, yeah, yeah you can ruin he's... Lyman's. Yeah, help yourself, man. I'm sick of that guy hanging around here with his disco suits and his pants, cold pants of lasagna. (laughs) I I welcome him him into my house. He steals all my trivets. In a scene in that light, um, I I think this is actually a pretty successful (laughs) script. It's pretty pretty good. There's a lot of subtext in this one. (laughs) It's like, you really have to read it carefully. Oh man! I still want to know this why is... John has a. I, I still want to know why he shaves at the dinner table. Really, uh, a reading guard. It's like it's like trying to make sense of a Gene Wolfe novel. You know, like everything happens off stage. Nothing is said explicitly. Oh. I don't. Um, I don't oh, you know should that get reference. into that. You should get into that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people think. Um, I think he's. Uh, if you not said very James consistent. Joyce. I would have been Gene, like, oh yeah. Well, I James Joyce. I think lays it on the on the line a lot of the times. Gene Wolfe, you know, he really makes you work for it. I would say he is hmm. very inconsistent, but his best work is very good. James Joyce lays it on the line. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the, that's the name of, um, of of his Garfield style treasury. New podcast on our network, James Joyce's <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> Hello, I'm James Joyce, and you're listening to James Joyce Lays It on the Line. Perhaps you're wondering why I don't have an Irish accent. Uh, uh, um, yeah. That's all I got on this one. Yeah, me too. Uh my friends, Gar friends, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, um, <laughs> a lengthier and lengthier podcast. <laughs> uh, you can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes. You can visit the blog at www.beingjimdavis.com, where you can leave us a comment there. You can email us, info at beingjimdavis.com. There's a Facebook group, Being Jim Davis. You can follow us on Twitter, at Being Jim Davis. Follow me, at Dr. Underscore Garfield. And John, you are? At Inscrutable Taco. The hell you are not. Cut that out. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. I I, I think you're editing this one. (laughs) Oh...